Welcome back to Beards and Brews, this week's review fourth kind. Not to be confused with Encounters of the Third Kind. Or, I don't know, Fast Five, something. Fellas, was it an owl? It's not an owl. It was And that never. was the fourth kind. <laughs> yeah, exactly. This is an ambitious movie. I will give it that. This movie tried its hardest to not be like a late night history channel 2 movie mm. but man by the end of it i was really feeling that crazy haired guy from ancient aliens one hundo it's like ancient aliens with the starting out respectful take of it like oh man let's get you interested and then i don't want to say they're bad but man these fucking things they start pouring onto you later you just kind of go huh now i will say the first time i saw these things i was impressed I liked it. They were scary, but knowing that they were coming the second time, I just felt let down. Yeah, I will say this is, uh, I've seen this movie before. This is probably either like the second time or maybe the third or maybe the fourth time that I've seen this movie. Oh, like the fourth kind? Insert audience laughter. Definitely the first time was the uh, the time that really got me, and, and it was effective the first time that I saw it. Uh, each additional time has, I feel like, a little bit of diminishing returns, just because I know what to expect, and I know, like, I know about this movie a little bit more, and I, I think that's a little detrimental to it. Um, maybe. This was my absolute first time seeing this movie, and, um... I don't even know if it's worth a repeat, let alone a three-peat. I mean, one-peat's good enough. I watched this with my kiddo and, you know, the wife, and I was like, this is going to be scary. I remember this being really scary. He's going to be terrified. He's going to be having nightmares. My evil parent thing. Every time I knew the big scene was coming, and I was like, ooh, he's paying attention, so he's definitely going to be creeped out. I'd look over, and he just looked like he could give two shits less. And when the big scares happened, I was like, ah, was that scary? He goes, no. It looked real bad, and I was like, damn it. No, no, that's the worst. Like, I mean, I don't want to say you guys talked it up a bunch, because you didn't. Like, um, I know you, uh, both you fellas had seen it before, and you had some positive reviews, so I was skeptical. Like, I was curious about it, and a little excited to get into it. I don't really care for found footage movies that much, but I was going to give this the benefit of the doubt. And this movie kind of not really turns it on its head or anything, but it has, like, a different angle on it, so. Yeah, for sure. I thought it was going to be at least something different. But man, this movie's trying really hard, guys. Like, it's really fucking trying to push its narrative. Yeah, this is sort of semi-found footage, semi-dramatization. And they let you know that the dramatization is a dramatization in a way that they want you to (laughs) think the found footage is actually found footage. It kind of reminds me of, like, this shtick from uh, Mad TV. I forget what it was, but, like, over the reenactment, in big, bold letters, it says, actual reenactment. That's what it reminded (laughs) me of. (laughs) Uh, So, they do the, you know, reenactment, and then the quote-unquote found footage bit with the main character that is portrayed by Milia Jokovic and by this other lady who looks like a fucking gray alien. Oh, my God. Yeah, she's she has long since passed away at this point. Like at first, I was like, man, she kind of looks like olive oil. And the more I looked at her, I was like, oh, shit, that's essential oil. Uh, Damn. Now is uh, I didn't really look it up. Is that did 
Did you mean she's actually passed away? I don't know who that actress is. No, 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 no. no. I'm talking about, like, just her looks. I mean, like, liquid paper white skin, her eyes mm-hmm. sunk into the back of her head. I mean, blood oh, yeah. shot the shit back. And just the way she would speak. I, I know she's trying to play it up as she's gone through this wildly traumatic event, but just goodness. Yeah, she looks like Gandalf Cat Haggard. <laughs> but, uh... This woman, the main character, played by, you know, in the dramatization, as you said, Mila Jovovich and uh, this other lady uh, in the dramatiz- or in the non-drama, the real-life actual Abigail Tyler, whatever. Uh, she's a psychologist. Uh, her husband was also a psychologist. Her husband was murdered. We'll say allegedly murdered. Yeah, there's some some questions to that. Two months later, spooky stuff starts happening. And um, this spooky stuff happens specifically in the town of Nome, Alaska. Now, really far. At first, I was like, at first, I was like, hmm, Alaska, vampires. It's fucking vampires. (laughs) Now you realize, no, this isn't. uh, Was it Darkness Falls or whatever? Or no, no, um, thirty days and nights. Thirty days and night. Yes. You know, fourth kind deals with aliens, because the fourth kind of event is abduction. So I'm just like, oh, okay, neato, let's see what happens. Spoilers, I didn't see a single fucking alien. <laughs> I waited that whole goddamn movie, and it was her father. Who's <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I, I do think uh, a lot of times in horror movies, when you don't see the monster or whatever, it's a lot of the time scarier than when you do because the the unknown is always scarier than the known um i'm i'm gonna disagree with you there uh the babadook i watched that movie and not knowing what the monster looked like was scary now mind you you know you're like oh shit because you get to see it in the children's book you're like that thing looks creepy and then when it finally shows up on screen you go oh my god it's real (laughs) no get that fucking thing out of here This movie is trying to get across, like, there's a psychologist and her husband. Her husband was, quote-unquote, murdered, and all these weird things are happening. And you get to, you know, Nome, Alaska, and all these things are going on. Now, they do give you some statistics about, like, FBI visits and murders in Nome and all these things that are fucking crazy. So you look them up, and they're true, and you go, huh, let's see where this is going. Mm-hmm. And then as the story starts going deeper and you find out that she's like a hypnotherapist doing these hypnotherapy sessions, they're kind of creepy. And especially the first time you watch them, you kind of get, yeah. well, I, I want to hear your take on this for sure, Eric. But I remember the first time I watched this, I watched it in a dark room with the wife. I was like, ah, I was unnerved, <laughs> especially with the fact that I'm creeped out by aliens anyways. Like that shit's scary to me. And yeah, then, straight up. Like you can talk about ghost stories or monsters or anything like that all day long. I'll be like, yeah, that's cool. Whatever. Aliens scare the piss out of me. No, I, I 100% get that because, you know, as you mentioned earlier, the fear of the unknown is just, you know, drilled into our DNA. You know, we're always going to be freaked out by this large expanse of space and what it could entail, all that stuff. And... Before I get to a little bit of the praise, um, I just want to point out that this movie starts out with Mila Jovovich looking directly at the camera and just telling the audience, this is real. This was based on true events. And, like, I was fucking deflated immediately. Like, I was just like, this is horseshit. Like, there's, why is this movie trying to talk to me like I'm a kid? You know, this is like some 
History Channel movie, you know, after they got fucking tired of bitching about Nazis or something. Like, uh, <laughs> they got tired of bitching about Nazis in like 1999. The, the History Channel hasn't been the same. <laughs> but further on, this movie has moments, maybe two and a half moments, of just unsettling nature. And they all have to do with like these intense moments of realization that, you know, these patients have gone through some serious fucking shit and like as they're doing their little, little recall section they start to just basically fall into this like animalistic reactionary moment or whatever you want to call it and they're just like screaming these guttural screams yeah and these are the moments where the movie handles it perfectly like i didn't i'm gonna flat out say i didn't care for this movie but those were moments where i was just like uneasy and that's the kind of stuff that i kind of yearn for in these kinds of movies yeah, absolutely. Um, there are a lot of parts to this movie that are, to me, just whatever. Like, they're kind of things that you have to, like, look at and maybe sell yourself on a little bit. But there are maybe three or four scenes that are... Like, when I'm watching horror, I want to be scared. I want to feel these feelings of terror. And they do a good job of doing that in those, like, brief three or four scenes. Yeah, and it's, it's a damn shame that the other hour and 20 minutes of this movie is just fucking guff and just like whatever and like even Mila Jovovich like for some reason she's consistently acting through her teeth and whispering every fucking line she has and she's opposite these other people who do not know how to convey whether or not they're on board with her or not like they're either just like trying to go along with her to get information and even though they were in the room experiencing these same things like the next scene they're just completely like yeah i i don't know i you're i you're talking about able, the uh Wait, was the other, able the other psychologist yeah um, the guy that looks like the fellow from law and order sir you cannot call him able that is casey jones oh from was um really? that's casey jones from ninja turtles what the fuck Whoa. really yeah. Um, but yeah, we do have uh, early on, you know, we start going, she's going through her regular visits, her therapy sessions, and we get introduced to like three, I want to say three different um, patients of hers, and they all talk about not being able to sleep and them seeing an owl out their window and things like that. As the audience, we get this realization that, you know, things are happening these are all strange and they're the exact same instances happening to completely different people in completely different parts of the town so Mila Jovovich is like wait a minute why don't we just get all these people together and just kind of have like a, a group session no not slam poetry but let's just try to figure this mystery out and like even though it was kind of shaky to kind of get off the ground I was kind of curious I was like okay let's kind of like convene and see what's happening and what's happening is everyone's experiencing a repressed memory of alien abduction. They coming in the room, <laughs> they snatching them up, hide your kids, hide your wife, aliens. Yeah, this is actually the scene with Tommy, I think is his name, the, the first time we put somebody under uh, mm -hmm. hypnotherapy. That's actually the first scene that I think is really good, just because it doesn't show anything like... No aliens, no anything like that. But you can just see, like, the abject terror, the fear in his eyes as he is under. Now, this bit is 
fairly effective. I, you know, I'll give it that. But the movie kind of shits on itself a little bit. Like, the whole pseudo-documentary flipping back and forth from, like, the found footage and the actual reenactment kind of, like, took away from the moment a little bit. Okay. Yeah, and it made you feel like there were two different movies going on, especially the fact yeah. that Milia Jokovic is fucking smoking in this film. She is gorgeous. And it keeps flipping over to this gaunt, dead <laughs> husk of a creature that she's supposed to be portraying, and you just go, alright, I guess, can we go back to Milia? Because I don't want to look at this. It straight up goes from the star of Resident Evil to one of the zombies from Resident oh, Evil. Good, yes, exactly. But yeah, his uh, his hypnotherapy session, you know, unleashes primal fear in him, and he goes home and he holds his fucking hand, you know, family hostage, and you don't know why. And then all of a sudden, Milia gets a call, and the sheriff, who is uh. You know, this actor, amazing guy, uh, Will Patton, I think is his name. What do oh, I know Armageddon. him from? Armageddon. You know him from Armageddon. Armageddon no, and I The don't. Postman. <laughs> nope. Uh, remember the Titans, perhaps. Remember the Titans, that's it. Yep. That's so out of left field. I was like, straight up, oh, that's just fucking Bruce Willis's right-hand man <laughs> from Armageddon. Yeah, no, I've never seen Armageddon, but I have seen Remember the Titans. And mm. I, I gotta say, like, when it comes to the acting in this film, he's the only guy that I give, like, any true, true credit to, because he's supposed to be paying this disgruntled, like, what the fuck is going on? You're causing a problem in my sleepy town. Fucking quit it. Yeah, he's the sheriff guy. He's like, this stuff is crazy. Don't bring up the crazy in my town. I came here just so I can retire. You know, that kind of guy. Yeah, he calls yeah. everything bullshit. That's bullshit. You know, you know, nobody killed him. Uh, that's bullshit. That's horseshit. Um, uh, uh, everything that's going on, aliens, uh, hypnotherapy, it's all bullshit. And it's bullshit. I mean, all of it. You cooked up some Chinese Yes. <laughs> <laughs> six of us do a meat grinder. Pop anonymous. <laughs> yeah. I think we went two different directions there. One was Arnold, no. and one was fucking Big Daddy. Dude, they're fucking both perfect because like now i can just picture instead of rob schneider just arnold just being the delivery guy fish no i can't do that voice at all to his credit like as the character as the sheriff at the beginning he does a swell job i mean you know this is little town middle of nowhere crazy shit he's just like no no it can't be that let's think logistically but by the end like he straight up has co-workers that are like listen i saw something and this is fucking serious He's like, no, you didn't see anything. You're stupid. I'm just no. going to fucking throw chairs at mirrors and whatnot. Yeah, he's a fucking dick. It makes no sense in a few a few spots in this movie, which is another big drawback. Direct involvement, you brought this up, of other main characters in the film in an actual, you know, like uh, either a possession or an actual encounter with you know some otherworldly otherworldly being and they're just like no literally uh, here's a spoiler ladies and gentlemen they're in a fucking room three of the four main characters in the film shit goes down and then the cops like hey you're a bad person and then Miljokovic goes uh-uh these other guys were there tell them but then the fucking people just go I ain't telling yeah. them nothing well, they, uh, the one guy, Abel, 
he's like, I, I don't know what I saw. I can't explain it. You wouldn't understand. And then they don't bring the other guy back. <laughs> like, yeah, or the, um, the um, Ugandan fella. I don't know. Like, he uh, said something about the way later, and I laughed my ass off. Yes, 100%. Spit on the queen. <laughs> Do you know the way? Yeah, the, the paper boy hat fella, the, um, the other doctor, I just don't understand how he could just see all this stuff. And there's even a moment where he had a, a back and forth with the cop. He's like, yo, yo, hey, calm down. It's okay. Everything's totally real, totally legal. It's okay. It's cool. And then, like, 20 minutes later, after a more serious event that he was directly involved in, might have been abducted himself, he's just like, Woo! Oh, man. Uh, she's fucking crazy, <laughs> and I would not like any part of this. <laughs> yeah, that bitch is nuts. She says there's aliens. I saw a fucking owl. I'm out. <laughs> now, now he, he didn't say, hey, this bitch is crazy or anything like that. He was just like... After everything went down, he's just like, I I don't know what I saw, and I can't explain it. I would like to keep my career intact. Write me out of this yeah, movie. Yeah, that's what I got from that. Like, <laughs> right if I start talking, movie. if I start talking wildly, then I'm gonna lose my job. Yeah, yeah. He definitely sounded like the kind of guy who's like, listen, they put it in my butt, and I'm just not gonna say it out loud. <laughs> Yeah, so going back to Tommy, uh, you know, he's he's talking to Amy, not Amy, Abby, the main character, over the phone. She's like, hey, don't do this. You don't have to kill your kids and your wife and everything. You can get out of this. And he's like, not after what I saw, and I'm going to make sure that I don't have to see it again. Nobody else here has to see it again. So he kills the whole family. Yeah, that was actually pretty brutal. Like, I, I wasn't expecting that. Like, um, between the footage of, like, the actual reenactment and the real footage and everything, they just straight up show this guy blowing away his family. Yeah. They, I mean, like, shots are fired, they turn into pixels, I'm just like, damn, alright. And that's the, that's really when, uh, the sheriff really starts to, like, press on Abby, or whatever her name is, like, hey, this fucking hypnotherapy stuff, do you think that he would have done that had you not put him under and he saw what he saw? And she's like that's uh insulting and she's like he's just like yeah don't do that hypnotherapy anymore the next, <laughs> the next day she does another hypnotherapy session yeah the oh next... yeah <laughs> yeah this time it's um with another family or whatever that had the same symptoms or visions or whatever and they voluntarily do it even though it was very clear that their neighbors just blew away each other and themselves you know like say like hey let's Let's try take two. Maybe it won't be as bad. Now I'm a paraplegic. You know that stuff that was in Frank's head? Yeah. It might be in my head too. Yeah. He killed his family, <laughs> right? Yeah. Get this shit out of my head. Alright. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's in my head? In my head. Alien. Alien. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, there you go. And, and then you gotta go see a psychiatrist who is Skeletor. Oh, oh that's gross. Have a seat on that couch, beast man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but this is another one of those scenes, you know, the put Scott under and um, yeah. he starts seeing things and True. you can see it in his face that this is like 
it's just terror. It's fear. I think they do a really good job at showing off how fearful they are. And it's deep fear. It's terror. It's not like, shit, I'm going to get stabbed. It's something like deeper than that. Yeah, he's like, open your eyes. What did you see? Pause, pause. The cult of personality. And that's the movie. I applaud that. Oh, here's something else. Uh, this tape that you wanted me to transcribe from last night, uh, you should listen to it. And, you know, everybody, even the patient, gets around in the in the room and is listening to it and is like, all right, that's just me talking, you know, talking out my notes on this tape like I do. Then she falls asleep and you can hear a bit of silence. And then all hell breaks loose. She starts screaming at the top of her lungs and you hear this voice, this gargled, deep, uh, non-human sounding voice that's evidently speaking in a, another language that no one could recognize. It's like some kind of ancient Sumerian, which is like barely figured out or whatever. I feel like yeah, it feels like to be Sumerian. I feel like it's one of those things like if they had like, like a straight man in the movie, he'd just be like, ah, a bunch of communist gobbledygook, I see. Then the guy shows up from Ancient Aliens and he's all David Childress or whatever his name is. And he's like, well, at Pumapunku, ancient aliens used to leave messages in Sumerian. And that's how you know that this thing that clearly looks like just like a rock, that's a spaceship. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, but that um, that leads her back to a book that she found that her husband evidently had that was on Sumerian written by this doctor dude and she found a phone number in it and she called that phone number turns out it's that doctor and we have a third main character now do you know uh, somebody by this name and she's like sorry he's like no but somebody called me from this number said his name was John and he was asking about some shit and she's like I'd also like to ask about that shit. <laughs> he goes, give me one second. Where are you at? I don't know. D-Way. <laughs> but then he shows up in Alaska. Yeah, like pretty quickly. The next day. Like, because they're giving like timeline updates. He's there the next day. He's almost like ready. Like maybe like since like the, uh, the husband just stopped calling him or whatever. He just sat by the phone until he got a new one. Yeah, he's like, I feel like I have some serious shit about to go down in Alaska. I have two convenient locations. Yes, there it is. <laughs> yes. Uh, so we done it. Yeah. Arise, aliens. Aliens, arise. <laughs> <laughs> oh, super mega alien. He's legend. <laughs> no. <laughs> he is legend. <laughs> Fucking so good. Yeah. He, he just shows up and he's like, yeah, that's Sumerian. It's a dead language. No one knows how to speak it, but let me translate what's being said. Yes. No, they, they get to pick out like, there's like one out of every three words that he gets to pick out. And it surprisingly gets the point across pretty well. It's a phrase and doo -doo -doo, and then there's three of the seven words up there. And you're like, hmm, I'd like to solve, please. Aliens in his anus. Boom, boom, boom. Oh, very good. And everyone's just clapping. <laughs> yeah, too bad you don't uh, get any money because you didn't spin the fucking wheel, moron. Wow, Pat. <laughs> so, like, 
after this fella, like, the, the Sumerian expert shows up, you know, the mystery team's all together. And, like, they go back to that one dude who's, like, super willing to just have the experiment done on him or whatever. Now, this is the shining moment for me from this film because all this repressed shit is all going to come out at once. And also, I guess, fucking activate the trap card and the alien just, like, perform, like, a abduction right then and there. And god damn, dude, the guys scream. It's just always the fucking guttural screams that get me. Like, uh, Mila Jovovich is like, you know, film this thing, and he's just, like, counting down and trying to, like, recall the whole thing. And then he just goes in the full, just, like, end of uh, Invasion of the Body Snatch. Yeah. He's like... Motherfucker snaps in half, starts levitating, floating around, becomes a two-way radio, vibrating, going... (laughs) That's levitation, Holmes. Yeah, that's, I mean, uh, he's full on possessed. It seems like, like when you see like one of those uh, uh, exorcism movies, uh, he is full on possessed at this point. And then like, <laughs> it's not funny, but like then like suddenly the camera snaps back, everyone's kind of like out of the room, and then just like plop, lifeless body. <laughs> I don't know why it got me. I was just like, oh no. Us as the viewer, we get to see quote unquote what was recorded. Yeah. And the sheriff's like, that's not what happened. You must have murdered that man. It's like, motherfucker, did you not see him? Because I did. I saw him come up out the bed. Now, look, there are several occasions where they're like, yeah, we recorded it, but we didn't record anything. The recordings are messed up, but we just fucking watched it. Like, how is that not, like, applicable proof? Yeah. Like, Like, the back half of the movie is just completely just like, this happened. We have proof, I guess. Well, that's not proof. Like, what? The recordings are really distorted, but not so much to the point that you can't get a good idea of what's going on. It's like watching the Spice Channel whenever you, you know, you see just enough. (laughs) I mean, sometimes you see just enough. Sometimes it takes a little while until you can see that teddy. So basically, this turned into a giant fucking Ouija board congregation, and in the middle of it, Boom, fucking aliens from outer space. Speaking of things from outer space, what I've got here today is from Mike Hess Brewing Company. Uh, I thought it was Mike Ness Brewing Company from Social Distortion, that guy. It is actually Mike Hess. No relation. Uh, (laughs) This is Halley's Comet. This is a 7.0% alcohol by volume. I think they're labeling it a New England-style IPA. It sure looks like a New England-style IPA. Hazy and whatnot. But it's uh, specifically brewed with Comet hops. I I need to know what a Comet hop is. Yeah, I don't... uh, That's not a common one, as far as I know, but, you know. Well, from the name alone, it sounds out of this world. Yeah. Uh, Well, it it does pour, like, a hazy orange-yellow, very reminiscent of, like, a a New England-style IPA. Smells fruity, uh, citrusy, like you've got probably like orange peel and grapefruit and things like that. Maybe a little bit of mango. I mean, it's a New England style IPA. It's not the best nor the worst that I've ever had. It's fine. I mean, on a scale of one to fourth kind. <laughs> uh, this is squarely crop circles. Okay. I know. At right. the level Fair two. Enough. All right. There we go. That's right there on the fajita scale. 
Ooh, the fajita scale. I love fajitas. Chili's baby back ribs. Barbecue sauce. <laughs> but yeah, this guy just went through literal hell and <laughs> fucking Mila Jovovich is like, I'm out. I'm going to fucking North Carolina. Guess I'm a Tar Heel now. Not going to worry about it. And the sheriff is just like, uh uh. Not oh, yeah, today. She, goes, she goes home to like pack immediately and tells her kids, like, we got to pack, which we haven't mentioned the kids before. Little girl is evidently blind now for whatever reason. Uh, and the little boy absolutely hates her. Jesus Christ, these fucking kids. All yeah. right. They yeah, look, are in this look. movie way too fucking much, and both of them are fucking horrible. Like, I can sympathize with the girl. She is whatever. Strictly whatever. That boy is a little shit. And, by the way, yeah. like, just the way he looks, he looks like fucking Mad Magazine guy. Oh, Ooh, <laughs> Alfred? Yeah. Yeah, uh, so, like, he needs to be, like, buried in a hole or something. I just hated the way he acted. It reminded me of, like, the shitty kid from the Knights of the Vale family. You know, Robin, I think is his name. I want to see the little man fly, mummy. I was just like, I fucking hate this oh, kid yeah, as soon yeah. as I saw him. Uh, I was getting more like, uh, salute your shorts, Bobby Budnick vibes. No, I like Budnick. I didn't like this kid. Yeah, like some shitty diet Finn Wolfhard or whatever. Just like, <laughs> just didn't work. Like, I, I could even, you could even tell, okay, he's a kid. You gotta like, give him a pass or whatever. But he's just like fucking half yelling his lines with no facial expression just like ah i've got a game tomorrow dad would have never forgot you need to let it go i'm like that's a fucking full grown woman he's got a facial expression his facial expression is fucking moon (laughs) i was gonna say it's cunt it's just (laughs) so fucking cunty and they have so much backstory in this movie for these kids that just it doesn't fucking matter but whatever yeah. it goes on and on and on and on and now this this is the part where they're packing up and this is where I caught one of those moments like the wife is the one who got it and kind of pointed it out to me so you know the classic Pearl Harbor Ben Affleck's wearing the scarf next scene he doesn't have the scarf and he's got the scarf back she is ripping all of those clothes out of her closet She's like, she's ripping everything out. There's like four pieces left on the far, far right. And she's yelling at one of the kids. And it cuts back to the kid yelling at her. And the closet's completely full again. And then it cuts back and it's all the way empty again. And I know that that shouldn't be a big deal. But it is. It bothers me. That's a continuity error. That uh, that just takes you right out of it. Yeah, that's definitely like a fifth kind, you know. (laughs) Ooh. That's some time travelings. We're getting some overlapping of parallel universes where they had the same argument, but she hadn't packed yet. Ooh, dang. It's now, already I a, it's, with a I movie. I think it's more simple than that. I think the aliens are refilling her closet. <laughs> <laughs> She's just like she just fucking floating different. over there, like a two way radio, like, we fucking hanging clothes back up. Yeah. Great, she's like, I hate all these outfits and tries to throw them away. They're fucking back. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, the sheriff shows up and is like, all right, we're going to arrest you. And everybody's like, for fucking what? Uh, Yeah, no kidding. I didn't didn't break any laws. And he's just like, well, 
Alright, I'm not gonna arrest you, but you better not fucking leave your house. You can bond <laughs> the Castle Grayskull, Skeletor. She didn't do anything, like, concretely. I know it's not a word, but, like, everything is just, like, kind of happening around her. And then, like, the sheriff just blows up. He's like, you better not leave this house, and you better not do anything fucking weird. I'm gonna <laughs> fucking arrest you or something. kind of want to murder you. <laughs> yeah, I kind of just want to just fucking smoke you right now, but I can't. I'm a good guy. And leaves. Yeah, like, I'm, I'm still not sure. Arrest her on what charge? Like, maybe assault or something on what's-his-name? But it could only be assault, like, if if he, uh... Turned her was in. assaulted? <laughs> yeah, like, if he, uh... Like she didn't lay hands on him. Something. Yeah. yeah. This is this is another one of those spots where it blew my mind because the fucking man's wife was present during the entire thing. Yeah. Yeah. But, like, for some reason, uh, this is the moment where, like, the cop character just falls apart because at first he was very logical and then, you know, he's just going through his regular cop stuff. But this is the moment where he just kind of throws it all away because he's like, I'm going to arrest you right now. And the guy that kind of looks like, uh, what's his name from Turtles, he's just like, hey, I was there too. You need to calm down. The cop is like, I'm going to fuck you up too. And they're <laughs> just like, like, what the fuck, dude? <laughs> He's like, yeah, I, I gotta film God. this line and get out of here by three. I have an appointment for a turtle signing. <laughs> I, I'd fuck you up too, but I don't want to get my car heart jacket uh, dirty anymore, you know? And you yeah. probably don't want to get your golf uniform. <laughs> oh, the cop's like, I don't want to go to jail. I know what it's like. I send people there all the time. We get them signed up for abduction by aliens. I mean... <laughs> oh, shit, they're on to me. Lizard eyelids flip the he's other way. Just like, he's just like, oh shit, and just <laughs> folds up like origami. Oh, he's like a fucking uh, a clown balloon, just whoop, 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 a dog. This is also where the movie like jumps into fifth gear to suddenly get to the end, which is yeah. fucking weird because now it just rushes. I, I felt that too. I really did. Mm -hmm. Like this movie doesn't really have an end. It's just over. Yeah, and kind of. The big finale piece is fucking Skeletor is like, look, I gotta know what happened that night. Let's find out. And then well, she goes on. under... Okay. B before that, uh, they put 24-hour surveillance on her home. There is a cop car sitting in front of her home. At 3.33 at night, shit starts to happen. There is a dash cam going that gets distorted, starts cutting out. Fucking aliens came and take my baby. Yeah, yeah Rob Thomas... Rob Thomas shows up, Matchbox 20. They're just in a fucking hovercraft. It's 3 a.m. They must be lonely. I thought you were going more for, uh, what was the Pearl Jam song? Uh, take my baby away. I will there goes my baby. We're all just different movies. Like, I don't know what, or different songs. You were doing Pearl Jam. I was thinking of The Labyrinth. Look, I mean, we're on the same page magically, so whatever. <laughs> like, we get it. Uh, oh, shit! Girl gets... He's an owl in that movie. Oh, what? it was Bowie all along with his oh. fucking package. Showing up in bulging babies. <laughs> oh, I think that's illegal even in Alaska. Oh, Not man. in space. <laughs> it ain't gay, it's in space. <laughs> <laughs> 
Anyway, yeah, uh, Sheriff came and was like, this is all bullshit. This is bullshit. You, 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 this is bullshit. We're taking your son. Yeah, like, it's just, it's nonsense because, like, even the cop that was there recorded the thing. He's like, listen, man, this shit happened. Like, this is fucking real. He's like, ah, you're just a, fuck you. You're not me. I'm going to fucking throw shit. Broken mirror. God damn it. Yeah. Except the kid, we're fucking repoing this little shit. And he's, he's like, just good. like, all right, I'm good with this. Mom, leave me alone. Let me go. Yeah. Like, I will, like, gladly go into the foster care service and go from family to family, having no real nurturing person in my life because you didn't know what my game was, Mom. Hey, jeez, Skajili man. Oh. So after that happens, we get a snip back to the quote-unquote actual Abby, Tyler, whatever, and she says, I had to go directly to them. So she has her buddy put her under hypnosis because this has been a good idea so far. Oh, yeah, third time's a charm, I guess. The third kind's like, a charm? Ah, Richard Dreyfus. I wonder oh. what he's up to. Not getting punched in the face like Rick Moranis. Oh. Oh. Rick Moranis deserves better. I don't think we deserve Rick Moranis. Have you met me? I don't deserve any of that. Anyway. Anyway. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, she goes under and, you know, she starts seeing sort of the same account as all her patients did. 333 comes along. You know, there's there's an owl outside her window. It's not an owl. Oh, no. She has, like, a <laughs> sleep paralysis moment. Where she's got, uh, like, first-person mode, she's, like, looking around the room and stuff, and her door creaks open. <gasps> Who? What could it be? Ah, shadows of something, whatever. And then, like, hard cuts to her in a UFO with, like, one of those mixing things spinning behind her. Dude, yeah, I yes. definitely thought this was, like, a, you know, like a sunbeam blender attachment. <laughs> 100% yes. kitchen aid mixer just back there. Yeah. They just straight up came at her with a magic bullet, just like, <laughs> ah! <laughs> No, I think uh, the magic bullet was what she was using before she went to bed. So that's why she killed her husband. Oh! I was thinking about a vibrator! (laughs) (laughs) What? Excellent tie-in. So, uh, she's possessed, and, you know, not possessed, she's abducted, and things go bad, and then she, too, becomes a fucking two-way radio. Yeah. And then the movie spends the rest of the encounter through the vision of, like, the uh, the uh, home camera. And it's I know it's like a 2000s movie, but they do that whole effect where, like, she screams and her jaw gets longer than it should. And she starts to float away like the other fella. And then it's basically the exact same scene as the guy who turned into an origami. But somehow she made it out mostly okay. I mean, they're both... Uh from what I understand, end up being paralyzed from the waist down, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think the, uh, at least for her, it's assumed because, spoilers, like, the camera kind of pans out from that faux little interview or whatever, and it turns out her chair was a wheelchair all along. Yeah. Uh, you know? Okay, we haven't actually talked about the interview that's been sort of driving through this whole thing yet. The interview uh, is between the, quote, real Abby Tyler and... Uh, a gentleman from Chapman University. I don't even know if that's a real university, by the way. But this guy just shows no, like, negative emotion. 
Yeah. Like everything Obi- that he's saying, she's saying, as ridiculous as it is, he's just completely pan straight. Uh, because that guy and his name, that big name there, the Alatundu Osunansangsamsam, that's the director. Oh, is it? Really? Yeah, he's just getting his name on the board and his face. Nice. What a shit thing to do. You know, by the end of this, it did feel like, you know, a TV director's first movie, you know, especially towards the end. Like, there were, like, some weird camera choices and some, like, weird transitions. I'm like, are these here just because whoever put this together thought it was cool, you know? Yeah, honestly, I thought that guy, the uh, the interviewer, was, like, uh, Omar Gooding from Wild and Crazy Kids, maybe all grown oh, up. Oh, man. Wild and Crazy. Wild and Crazy Kids. I don't know, but you're right. He showed no emotion, and you know, at the beginning, I kind of thought like, well, maybe that's just like the attitude you put on when you work for an establishment with the educational equivalent of DeVry, but, you know, it could be anything. I mean, Chapman University could be a very revered college in, like, Newfoundland or something. I don't fucking know, because Canadian colleges don't matter. Sorry, <laughs> Um, no, Chapman University is where the director got his education. Dude, yeah, I'm looking guy... at his wiki page right now. And where is that? Um, hold on, I'll screenshot and send it to you right now. Oh, Orange County. Oh, nice. Jack Black, right? All right. Olatunde Asamanani. Chapman University Dodge College. What the fuck is that? Doesn't matter. I knew but, it. A television director. Like, I fucking felt that in my bones. What else has he directed? Some show on TNT. Ooh, that's Dynamite. Yeah. <laughs> but then the movie, like, has, like, a little thing afterwards to where Amelia's laying in the hospital bed and the guy's like, okay, look, we played along with you, but blah, blah, blah. You're crazy. Like, you are crazy. The things that we've been playing along with, they're not real. Okay, like the whole end scene with her in the hospital bed, complete dog shit. This entire time, it was assumed that someone had murdered her husband. And this entire time, supposedly, you know, the case was still being figured out. And then the fucking sheriff walks in and is like, uh-uh, suicide, I got the picture to prove it. There wasn't no grassy knoll or nothing, he just fucking hated it. And then, like, the other guy who was supposedly in the room when her abduction or whatever happened, he's just like, yeah, I'm going to have to, dude, I, I got some coffee in the other room. If I don't get in there, it's going to burn, so it'll taste all fucking weird, so yikes. Yeah, and I can't leave it alone with that nurse, man. She steals. <laughs> she just cuts, to, like, the, like, old nurse ratchet with, like, office supplies in her pocket. I need 4,000 staples. No. <laughs> It was at this point in the film that I went, okay, I get it now. There are no aliens. This bitch has been hypnotizing people, trying to do some crazy shit with them, hypnotized her husband or killed him, one of the two, then killed her daughter because she's not getting enough attention. That's not what I got. What I got was that uh, husband who was, you know, also like a colleague doing research on this, figured things out got a little bit too deep in the alien, maybe was abducted also, and uh, went the same route as the one homeboy who also killed himself. So it's kind of like that bit from Candyman, where, like, uh, what's-her-name just wanted all the fucking attention from her, like, little expose or whatever? Yeah, she's, like, fucking hypnotizing these people, like, be my victim. 
and then aliens show up and they're like, we're the Candyman, bitch. <laughs> Space candy. So, yeah, um, that's pretty much how we end. The last bit of this movie is Mila Jovovich standing out and like, all right, that was the film. Uh, this is why we made this film, because there's like 2,000 FBI visits to Nome, Alaska, compared to like 300 in Anchorage, which is 76 times its size. There's also all these other stats that make Nome, Alaska sound really fucking strange. And like, if you don't know anything about it, that sounds really compelling. But at the end of the day, Miljovic on a lazy Susan spinning around in a forest doesn't really add up to a whole lot, so it's kind of whatever. It, it tells you, like, uh, the professor, whatever, has corroborated everything, and the sheriff has decided not to be involved in the making of this film. Abby is still missing. Ronnie, the son, is estranged. And currently, the, uh, the main character, Abby, is living in North Carolina and is bedridden because she got broke in half by fucking... The Undertaker throwing her off the steel cage. She had a family. Good God. (laughs) Like, I mean, having a movie book ended with just a wall of exposition is just like no way to go. Because like everything in the middle doesn't even feel like a story arc or anything. It's just like things. Oh, by the way, her kid's now 30 and the owner of a Ford dealership. The end. Like, whatever. (laughs) (laughs) The owner of a Ford dealership. Um, the first time I saw this, I fucking loved it because of the handful of scenes that I, I still love. It's just the stuff in the middle is super whatever. Those, like, maybe four scenes are really worth it to me, and I, I think they do uh, really well what horror should be doing. Uh, it's just the stuff in the middle is, is whatever. As this being my sight read, the first time I've seen this movie... It didn't do anything for me. I was kind of put off immediately as the movie is just trying to like jam its like whatever down my throat. There are some moments that, you know, you experience some true uneasiness, but the rest of it just kind of pales in comparison. And really, it's just a testament to say, hey, if you're a young filmmaker, you can get out there and just make a movie like this too. I Like, whenever I watch it, this, the first time I saw it, you know, creeped out by aliens, it definitely had an effect. I was like, oh shit, this is creepy. But again, this was many years ago. Horror has evolved so much since then, and the things that we can find to be truly terrifying have, you know, like a movie like this has done nothing but evolved and become so much better. So actually going back and getting to see it again, it felt very, number one, dated. Um, Those handful of scenes that we've discussed, those still work, but the rest of the movie is just so broken that it's whatever um dark skies took what this movie wanted to do and did it right and it was a much better film well there you have it dark skies the better movie if you have any strong feelings about the the podcast or the movie leave it in the fucking comments below fuck (laughs) make sure you fucking like and subscribe uh fucking make sure you hit that little fucking bell icon too so you next know next time we've got another one brewing Get out there and fucking follow us on our fucking social fucking medias. We got a fucking Twitter, a fucking Instagram, a cat cat cat, a Reddit cat cat, a Twitter cat cat. And if you don't, maybe you'll get abducted and become a two-way radio where you spout Sumerian as you're folded around like origami. 
Hey, fucking what, mate? You fucking what? <laughs>